Tampa Bay's Tan Talk. Entertaining and informative radio for the Sunshine State.
everybody good evening good evening good evening it's crown dion revolutionary road and um yeah i'm at home obviously in my studio not in this radio studio tonight not in clearwater but definitely in st petersburg definitely uh on wtan tan talk radio and definitely got the same program the same troop 
um, the same contradictions, and um, also the same telephone number, 727-441-3000. Or you can, if you're local, uh, you can listen to us on 1340 AM or 106.1 FM. And um, yep, you can join us uh, always on Instagram and um, on my podcast, actually. Uh, I'm actually going a little live from uh, Facebook, and um, you can join us also on the radio station's um, uh, YouTube page. And since we listened to that whole song, I'm going to jump right into this. And so, <laughs> I uh, they got a trial going on right now um and it's nothing like the last few trials that we have seen and i don't know if anybody watching obviously it's on court tv so it's pretty much a major trial um and ironically it's a black guy is um on the head defense somebody told me if they had an uh if they had an appeal for every time i said um uh, they would be on planet Pluto. They would stay sky high. So now I'm catching myself every time I say, um, but, um, so <laughs> I just said it again. So we have an African-American who's taking the lead counsel for a major, uh, case that we normally don't see, you know, we see Benjamin Crump all the time. We see Benjamin Crump and we see a few black attorneys, but the Benjamin Crumps, they they just a family attorney that go out and then they help give some advice on who they might hire and what big other attorney to bring on the case and why they, you know, possibly why, you know, we all know why. Sometimes just better suited people to fight better cases and in front of different judges they might be friends with, but whatever. In this situation, we got an African-American Who's on lead counsel? And, and why am I pointing out that? I'm only pointing it out because like my good friend Ed tells me, color does not matter. It does not. But I do want to say, so we got this brother who's taking the lead counsel. And the last time I saw that happen, and I need, I, I mean, I know you get the podcast after the podcast. It's a lot, probably too late to chime in, but, um, a lot of you hit me with emails or messages and, um, you know, you have good input after the podcast or after hearing it. So I'm saying this and I know you'll hear it. Always join us live so you can have your commentary, your feedback, because something you say could definitely challenge me. But I'm saying, so we have this brother and I don't know of another situation where we've seen uh, African-American defense attorney or prosecutor uh, be able to take a lead defense role and, um, you know, nationally televised. We're talking about court TV. And so, uh, you know, and probably other stations, probably C-SPAN. I don't know. I know C-SPAN cover big trials sometimes. But you have this African-American brother taking the lead. And yes, he's young. Obviously, yes, he's unpolished as, you know, he's not as polished as probably some of these, you know, these lawyers, these defense attorneys that's coming out there, you know, obviously over 50, you know, some of them probably been studying law uh, for 60, 
for 40 or 50 years. And this brother clearly is probably, you know, maybe 40, you know, could be even younger. And, you know, sometimes we have good genes, so he could actually be older. But he seems to be a young attorney. And so he's going to make a, you know, obviously he's going to make some errors. But I'm, I'm saying we haven't seen a black attorney have this type of spotlight, opportunity, kind of, so to speak. And opportunity might be, uh, hopefully that's not uh, a problem for him. But I'm saying this judge... I don't know if anybody's watching, but this judge is treating this brother like, like he's uh, a defendant. Like he's actually representing himself. This judge is treating the brother like he's the one on trial for murder. And so I'm like looking at this and I'm like, wow. When is the last time as our own people? You know, African-Americans sitting at home desiring to be a lawyer. Shout out to my brother, Life, Malcolm Life, Life, Life. Yes, indeed. And that whole law firm. Um, but when is the last time that we've had an opportunity, some young African-American kids sitting at home? Or, or uh, as my brother Ed would agree, just some young kid sitting at home desiring to be a lawyer, but it would be more internal for a black kid because he's looking at a young lawyer and saying, dang, you know, even though I'm hearing gunshots every night, you know, I, I, I actually see a black attorney on TV and that's something that we haven't seen a lot. I don't care how, you know, it's going to take you to actually catch your, you know, reach back in your mind and say, yeah, when the last time, and I'm going to tell you when the last time, because I know some people might be thinking something and as good as Ed, uh, Chimes in, I wouldn't be surprised. Okay, he ain't said nothing yet. But I know uh, my, my, he's very informative. But so the last time we seen something like this is a prosecutor. The last time I can remember, in a huge case, uh, Christopher Darden, and for the lawyer, the great late Johnny Cochran. And uh, Johnny Cochran, obviously, yes, CD Baby, tax statements, another another royalty check. I appreciate that from all my friends. Anytime I hear from CD Baby, that means people have done a lot of downloads for me. And uh, I just want to appreciate that one time. Yes, indeed. I just seen the pop up. And anyway, I ain't going to smile too big. Um, so um, Christopher Darden uh, was on National Spotlight for a long time, and he let uh, a lot of black probably young men sitting at home. I mean, to think about it, this young lawyer that's actually trying this trial right now, he could have saw Christopher Darden and Johnny Cochran, uh, Johnny Cochran way back then when they tried the O.J. Simpson trial. So if we're uh, familiar with o the O.J. Simpson trial, we know that that's a, a very old case. And that's the last time I actually saw a black guy Taking the lead. I'm not talking about the dark skinned guy that we see, and I'm I, I'm not calling him dark skinned because the the darker, you know, I'm I'm not saying that to say anything negative, but I'm just saying a lot of times people see uh, this black brother on TV, and he takes the lead in a lot of civil rights cases, and he does a lot of work for uh, uh, civil rights, and his name is uh, uh, Benjamin Crump, and he's the and he is hired as a family attorney, but in turn. He's not the actual lawyer that's trying these cases in court. 
And so I'm saying for that, for us to sit at home to be able to see that, it's a it's a inspiring thing for a young African American sitting at home desiring to be a lawyer because we don't see it a lot. And that could actually be something that says, yes, I can do that. Yes. Um, it is possible. Um, because when we don't see the only time we are familiar with this type of thing is when we're seeing, you know, our people getting prosecuted, and most of the time it's from uh a prosecutor opposite color, but definitely when it's nationally televised. And that's the main point I'm trying to uh, drive it home um, for a nationally televised case. That's a uh, for this judge to be talking to this brother in the way that he's doing. I'm talking about downright yelling at him. Um, you know, he, this judge is very grumpy. And to me, it comes out, it, it comes off as, as almost racist. Um, he's talking to him like he needs a pet or, or some kids. Um, and the worst thing about it is more than once. Well, I won't say more than once. That's me exaggerating. I'll be honest. Um, how many how many times have I said? Um? And so one time this judge barked. I mean, he really got on this guy like you have no evidence that somebody has removed anything. So don't bring it up. Don't do this. I mean, like, like really, really spitting down on this guy, telling the lawyer you bringing up stuff. And you making stuff up, you ain't got no, no evidence of it. I don't want to hear it again. And said, don't make me tell you again. This is what the judge said to the lawyer. But turns out he was wrong. Upon cross-examination found out the woman removed the man wallet and and she was possibly trying to remove the pocket knife that was in his knife. And this is in the uh uh if I'm being unclear, this is in the Edge Comb trial where a black man shot a white guy and he's now claiming he's he's claiming self-defense for the murder and there's a there, there are a lot of bad things that happen in this in this in this uh case that's gonna hurt the brother uh but all i'm saying is you know i'm not here to try the trial i'm just saying and and for those who might be familiar not familiar um this is a, a trial where a lady almost hit a black guy who was a biker and uh, she was Spanish or some type of uh, mixed or Latin ethnicity. And she almost hit him. And they had a verbal confrontation. And whatever words the guy said, the passenger said, who was a white male, the black guy asked him, if you, told him, if you say it again, I'll hit you in the face. And he said it again, and he hit him in the face. He drove off on his bicycle and the guy told his wife to chase him down. They chased, they, you know, they chased him down and almost ran him off the road. At some point, the black guy got off his bicycle and it, uh, and a murder ended up happening. And after the Cal Rittenhouse case, this guy actually, you know, kind of hid for a while. This was probably six months they took to find this. So um, that was an error. That's not good. But after seeing the Cal Rittenhouse verdict, uh, they felt like uh, self-defense could be used in this uh, trial. And so I don't know how it's going to turn out, but uh, just giving context to to the trial and just uh, I thought it was real sad. And a lot of Twitter comments and a lot of uh, social media totally agree. And they all see the see the see the, you know, this this anger on this judge, man. And I think no matter what type of error this young African-American might be making and, and uh, you know, what up, 
no matter what type of error. Obviously, he made a few. I'm watching the trial. He made a few. But so did the guys in the Cal Rittenhouse case. So did the guys in um, any trial you can think of. A lawyer is going to make a mistake. I mean, the lawyer in the uh, Amar Arbery case, they made mistake after mistake trying to get Jesse Jackson thrown out the courtroom, complaining about civil rights leaders saying black preach. I mean, they made mistake after mistake, but that judge did not berate them. He did not belittle them. He just simply said sustain or uh, or uh, objection overruled or sustain or, or he didn't pass a motion. That was it. You know, sometimes simply laughed at all. But this guy's treating this young brother like, uh, you know, really, really rude. Um, I'm, I ain't going to beat that down too long. I actually went a little bit longer than I thought I would on that. Um, but the more comments I've seen about it from other people reassured me that I wasn't just looking at this in the anger myself. And I wasn't over-exaggerating the situation. Uh, this judge indeed is a male Judge Judy. He is trying to be Judge Judy. He's going out of his way to be a uh, a butt. And so on that note, man, low bail or no bail, it's getting ridiculous, really. And I think, um, you know, when I think of that, oh, actually, let me get this back on. I need it. And so when I think of the low bail or no bail situation, well, actually, I guess it's better to probably make me think of what made me think of that for today. And every time you turn around, I had some idiot on Twitter ask me, when have I seen kids dying? When have I seen, uh, I made a mention of seven children getting uh, seven uh, kids or anybody under the age of a legal adult to me. And so uh, in some places that could be 18, in some places that could be 21. But when you have people under 18 getting killed, those are children. And so uh, we have this guy, this lady pregnant with twins, shot. The, the lady, actually not shot. Let me correct myself. Uh, lady pregnant with twins set on fire by her, her boyfriend. And the babies are dead. I, I'm almost positive. Let me see. Both babies are dead. And the lady got 60% um, burn marks on her body. One baby died and, and, and the other one's fighting for life. Uh, this guy's out on a $5,000 bond. $5,000 bond. Just last week, you had a, a man drag a lady. You can actually see it on camera. It's crazy. He drags this lady to the train track in New York and pushes her right in. She died. Uh, these people, it's only, you know, it's only a matter of time before this type of stuff really, really hits home. And when I say home, I'm talking about the, the poor communities that are sitting at home, that are sitting at home who had a whole bunch of noise uh, when Donald Trump was president, but now they're basically silent. And I think in a lot of ways, that's self-destruction. Um, that brings me to my track for the night, self-destruction. It was meant in a lot of different ways. Um, I know it was meant directly in a primarily 
primarily a message uh, from MCs to the black community, but we still face that. We're facing it even bigger now because it's actually being ushered in a much bigger degree. And it's ironic how much unity they had in that song and how much unity they actually had way back then. And a wedge has just been driven between that gap. And the sad thing is uh, some of us act like we don't even realize it. And so uh, having said that, you know, <laughs> you're listening to Crown Dion Revolutionary Road um, unapologetically revolutionary and you're listening on WTAN Tan Talk Radio. You can always join us live. You can call us at 727-441-3000 and we're talking about self-destruction. Not only is the media uh, helping this nation and our society self-destruct, but um, people in our communities are still uh, dealing with a lot of self-destruction and it doesn't help that it's being ushered by a power much bigger than ourselves. Ed, bring us in. We all agree tonight, all of the speakers have agreed that America has a very serious problem. Not only does America have a very serious problem, but our people have a very serious problem. America's problem is It's one or two suckers, ignorant brothers, trying to rob and steal from one another. You get caught in the mid, so to crush that stereotype, here's what we did. We got ourselves together so that you could unite and fight for what's right. Not negative cause, the way we live is positive, we don't kill our relatives. Pop, 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 when it's shot, who's the blame? Headline, front page, and rap's the name. MC Delight here to state the bottom line. The black on black crime was way before our time. Triple brother, life with a knife, that's Cause he died of trifling death When he left his very last breath Was I slept so watch your step Back in the 60s our brothers and sisters were hanged How could you gang bang? I never ever ran from the Ku Klux Klan And I shouldn't have to run from a black man Cause that Wants to invade, so do not walk this path that they laid. It's self-destruction. 
great how how old like is that it. it was it's old it, i mean it's really old you know but it 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 it, it pertains to today more than i think i, I was saw, gonna I say think, it's amazing i want to say uh let me look and see if i can get a date on that yeah it, it looks like uh 1989 wow but it's I mean, amazing how relevant it is today <laughs> you know what i got an idea i think that that song should be played in Chicago every wow. day from yeah. about 5 p.m. till 5 a.m. on every yeah. street corner yeah. where that's going on. And I saw there was a, there was a for those of you who couldn't see the video, um, 
there was a, a scroll on it that said 84% of black crimes against blacks are committed by blacks. Right, and that's a staggering that's number. That's just... Now, what what do you say as a black man? If somebody says that and says, nah, nah, that ain't true, that ain't us, nah, it's not us doing that, it's someone else. Well, I mean, that's... I, I, I think um, they have to wake up and actually pay attention and... Um, and most of the time when people actually take that narrative or feel that comfortable about it, they're really complicit in it. And, um, you know, that self-denial is what's actually hurting. That's why it continues. Um, you know, you got a lot of people. I remember back in the day, they, would, they used to get these groups that would sing in front of, uh, you know, they would go in front of drug dealers house and they would sing up with hope, down with dope and, and things like that. But you couldn't get those same group of people to actually go go to the city hall or or stand up and 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 do some of the things that actually highlight some of the conditions that breed this type of stuff. It's happening, and it and it don't help that some of these guys are willing. But environment plays a huge part, and it just so happened the blue states. It's the I mean it's getting ridiculous with the, with the blue states. I mean like. Look at the ambushes that's happening over the last few days with cops. And and in particular, real quick, Ed, I say this because we're in Florida where we don't see a lot of this uh, Democratic control. Mm. But I say to my brothers, and I I, I mean like a real message, we watching it and we're standing by and it it might seem funny. And some of you might even make statements and think to yourself, oh, they've been doing it for years. So I'm telling you, there will be a different type of backlash. They are setting the environment to let this stuff happen for a while. And in a little while, Joe Biden going to be gone. They will put those same prosecutors back out and allow those same temperaments, temperatures. And um, I mean, look at the type of sentences. They're going to come down. A lot of other people will be getting punished for a lot of the lunacy that's going on in Democratic cities. Uh, young and there's some African-American that probably don't have as bad of a record and probably deserves to have a second or or, or a second chance. He's going to get slammed on his head due to some idiot taking advantage of all of this no bail and low bail stuff in all of these other states. This guy burnt his uh, bait. I don't know if it was his kids, but this woman was carrying twins and he put on set her on fire. And he's out right now. I mean, hmm. them kids dead. One of them dead for sure. And she got 60% of her body burnt up. And because of politics, this man is walking the street on $5,000 bond. There's a problem when the vi- when when the, the perpetrator's out of jail before the victim's out of the hospital. That's a My problem. God, a mouthful That's, That's a, a problem. problem. That's a real problem. Yeah, it is. I mean, uh it is. That's a serious problem. And, and 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 that's what I caught from that song. You know, I wasn't even it's some of the things that I heard in there that was so powerful. And like you said correctly, that song is so relevant today. On there, they said, um, you know, somewhere the lady said, uh, we are not guinea pigs for the devil. And, um, you know, the devil obviously meaning um, the beast of the government sometimes and and and. and you know, the government controlling homes or they want to control school. 
uh, that's part of being a guinea pig. It's not just, uh, you know, looking at things and saying, oh, they want us to take this injection. It's not just about the vaccination. It's about we're being guinea pigs in a whole lot of different ways. And, um, you know, you could test somebody just by running the same TV program over and over. And um, so we see enough of it that way, too. So, you know, um, it was a lot of different things in that song, man. That was awesome. As soon as this is over, I'm going to listen to it again. And, you know, uh, and the beat is great. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the beat was, yeah. I, you could tell Heavy D was all over that. Oh, yeah. All yeah, over I mean, I had Heavy D all over that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, back man. in the day when I was DJing in the club, sorry, in the club, okay. when in, in the club, uh, the I mean, I'd have played that. I mean, I had yeah. a, I loved that beat. I mean, that yeah. was just that was just going and constantly going, and yeah, and, and it had yeah. just great lyrics to it too. Yeah, man, I I love that song, and um, like I said, I I was listening, I wasn't actually listening to it earlier, but earlier when I just seen all of the the bad, uh, I saw one of the governors, or maybe he was a mayor, in in one of the cities of California, and he stood up and he almost. He said with a real sarcastic laugh, he was like, you know, everybody's trying to make it seems like crime is uh, spiking. Crime is not spiking. We just have to calm down. And I'm looking at this guy like, you know, what's wrong with him? Yeah. I mean, because the reality of it is, you know, like I said, I mean, it's sad for anybody. When you say crime, when you're telling us crime is not spiking, tell that to the people that are laying in coffins. Right, right, right. Um, you know, when murder rates, I mean, they got more murders already in Chicago this year, already this year, than they do in states all year, in some states for a full year. That's what that's crazy. And yeah. So, Chicago, yeah. I mean, what's going on with uh, with Lightfoot and Mayor Lightfoot out there, and why She's I know people make fun and call her Beetlejuice and all that stuff, but <laughs> I mean. <laughs> But the, the, when, when it comes down to it, when, when somebody says, you know, she says, oh, there's not a real problem here. It's just, it's being overblown. Hey, 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 but do you remember Peter Juice? Well, you don't. Well, that, no, they called. They, yeah. they, we, we just call him Mayor, Mayor, Mayor Beetlejuice. Yeah. Yeah. And so do you remember the trick to getting Beetlejuice out of there? Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. <laughs> So hopefully yeah, it work, and they need to just start saying it in Chicago. You know, thinking and, uh, of, hopefully she would disappear. The next guy that holds a press conference, he should say that three times and see yeah, what happens. Yeah. I mean, hey, you know what? That's a great. Uh, wow, that is funny. The people in Chicago would love that joke. They would love that. But you they, know what? That, it's, that, it's when that would be the, the meme. I, I I hate to put a color on it, and I'm not talking about the skin color. I'm just, when you talk about these blue states. But oh, yeah. why? But why is it that 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 these people, because, you know, listen, people like Lightfoot didn't just happen to, you know, uh, uh, apply for the job and get it. People had to vote her in. Uh, yeah. When oh, you no, tell yeah. you about uh, Mayor Qu- uh, or, or Cuomo, yeah. Governor Cuomo out in New York before he was yeah. removed, somebody yeah, had to him. vote him somebody, in and keep him yeah. in. And de Blasio yeah. in New York, the mayor yeah. of New York, that fool... I mean, he started three years ago with the first thing we're going to do is outlaw the big gulp in 7-Elevens. I mean, right. now that's high. Early. You've got crime, but hey, right. we ain't going to be jacked up gulp. on sugar no more. Okay, we'll yeah. take, take care of the sugar. 
But when you got people, I hate to say it's a blue state, but why do those people think that way? Why do those people keep putting people like de Blasio and Cuomo and Lightfoot back in office? I mean, you know what? I, 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 I love that. I love that question. It's a great question and it's very accurate. I keep asking that same question, but the reality of it is, it, the reality of it is the blue states have the blueprint. They get these, these black, I, I, know, I know you don't, I, they get these black preachers who come out with the same blueprint for speaking to the black poor communities and they, uh, you know, programly um, convince the people who are dependent on them to deliver, uh, you know, sound advice and um, whoever can actually speak like the preacher, whoever can get the best Martin Luther King voice going and speak to the passion of the people, they make the same promises and they simply know how to do it. Republicans, they don't play those tricks. Let, let's, they don't, a little, uh, little, little, Quan, uh, let's just cut through it. Hmm? it. What you're saying is who can lie the best? Oh, yeah. Come on. I mean, who yeah. can lie the best? That's what you. That's what we're looking at, Crown. Who can lie the best when you get up in front of a microphone and you promise all this BS? Right. It's who can right. lie the best. Period. Right. Right. I mean, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean that that's 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 a fact. Um, but it helps more when that lie comes and you use the biggest thing. And I always, I always, uh, uh, you know, I used to have to. Well, I always wrestled with Jorge about this, but um, I think our, you know, with, with a lot of the what the African American, what Black people have been through, one of the strongest ties of base is spirituality, and the Democrat, the Democratic Party, uses spirituality in a huge way when it's voting time. But as you can see right now, they care nothing about spirituality, no. and they care nothing about. The basics of church at all. That's why they want to control it. If you're a church standing on your own, an independent thinking church, you don't get those big schools and these all these huge churches that look like malls. And, no. and, and 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 there's hypocrisy right there as, as as you talk about. On one side, they want to talk to the black people about spirituality. Right. But when it comes to schools, we won't take spirituality out of the schools. Exactly. Exactly. We need to take it out. We don't so want to. We want to take. In God, we trust. Look in your wallet. Look in your wallet. Right. On your <laughs> on the paper, it says, "In God, we trust." They want to take that out. Right. You want to take it out? Fine. You're offended by? It? Give me your money. I'll take it. Right. Right. And and, and you know and that's uh actually another great point. That's um you know it's it's so much distrust when it comes to um. They don't want to take certain things when they come from certain people. Uh, Donald Trump was the best example of that. And I, I, I mean that to the fullest because I was campaigning for uh, the prison reform. I was campaigning because I still was walking. I was still was uh, going back into prisons. And so um, I was campaigning for people to write these letters that would get these brothers free. Um, after, uh, under a program that Donald Trump did. And instead of listening to the words that I was saying or listening to uh, the presentation, um, some people wouldn't hear it at all. 
it just was a quick rebuttal to say, forget, and not with that word, but forget Donald Trump. I'm not doing nothing to help him. And I'm and I'm like, this is not helping Donald Trump. Hmm. Oh no, no, he only doing that. Oh, it's helping him because he only doing that because he need black support. No, he's not doing it. He's not even he 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 didn't even talk about it until people asked him to. So he's doing it because it was the right thing to do, and because 25, I mean, because for 25 years that racist rule stood, and through Obama, through Bill Clinton. And it would have been and it would have been through Joe Biden because mm-hmm. Joe Biden put it on the table. So through all of that, Donald Trump is the one that changed it. And I saw too many people looking at it ignorantly saying, I don't want to support it because Donald Trump did it. They didn't want to support the push for the historically black colleges because Donald Trump is the one that re- that uh, uh, stabilized the funding behind historically black colleges. And Donald Trump is also the one that fought for choice schools in, our, in in communities like mine. And that's something that I know as a person that's been in movements all my life, that's all we've been asking for. So to see some of the things that he was willing to put on the table and to see other black people that actually was fighting for that, but then they decide to sit on their hands because it came out of his lips, that's, that's, that's insane. And you fighting against us and you fighting against your own people because you think you will be supporting him. Well, even if that meant supporting him, you would also be supporting yourself and your cause and your children. And and the one thing about the, the Trump era is that uh, you know black unemployment was was at its lowest ever, it's and, low. and, yeah. and and made an effort to do that. But on the other hand, too, he made it very difficult to sit on your ass and just collect a check from from you know from the government and do absolutely nothing because oh, yeah, that I, and I, that was used against him too because that. You know, there are people saying, no, he was racist because he didn't allow people to just sit home and do nothing or or or, or make babies for a living or whatever. I mean, you make babies for a living, you know what? And there are white people that make babies for a living. There are, there are Mexican people that make babies for a living. There are black people that make babies. All those people, if you want to sit on your ass and do nothing, it's not going to fly with us. We've given you every opportunity to work. And how amazing is it? That unemployment was at one of the lowest points ever, and now we can't find people to work because our government's right. giving out free checks. Right, and and, and you know, um, you know, all of that comes behind the the fake media. Um, I, I just was speaking to uh, another media. Uh, it's called Politics and Media One Hundred and One. Um, they have a great platform, such as just like this one. And that's what it's for, because people are misinformed. So because I had a totally different perspective on it. So when you have people that, you know, when they're misinformed about those things, especially when it came to unemployment, um, it set that environment. I looked at it as a man who actually leveled the playing field and made, you know, like he he made people want to work. It was like this guy. I mean, who else can be more inspiring? A guy that's been bred to be a politician, a great guy that's been bred to be a politician, probably came from a, a family of politicians, or a guy that they, you know, crucify and talk about for being married a couple of times, having filed for bankruptcy a couple of times, having doing all of these bad things, but yet and still, he was president at that time, president of the United States. So that will tell the guy that's sitting at home that he can become a lot of different things. And um, the playing field for working more more than any other time 
was great during that time. It was like anybody can do this. I don't want to make it comfortable for you to sit home and collect food stamps because you can actually do more. He made America real quick. Part of the reason right, right now why the United States and I mean Europe is like under attack is because energy independence. You know, Donald Trump was there for the nation, the same thing that he did for individuals. Gave them a thirst to be number one and depend independent. And now, uh, I mean, when you look at what we got, it's a mess. It's too easy. Do you? And I'm going to say yeah. this as being a white person. I can tell you this. I can remember as a kid, a very young kid, that my parents were getting assistance. And mm-hmm. when you got food stamps, they were called food stamps. Right. <laughs> right. Not a yeah. makeshift looking uh, yeah. a Visa card. You no had food. You had food stamps, yeah. and oh, you had I, to I sit remember. there at the register. And you know what? Oh, yeah. It was embarrassing. It was embarrassing, it was embarrassing for me as they a as a as a ten year old or whatever to watch my parents have to do that because they were out of work or whatever because of the recession, whatever. And but it was, it was embarrassing. Colors, so Today it's too freaking easy. You hand yeah. them a card, you don't know what the heck is going on, other than the fact that they buy five gallons of milk at one time and 13 pounds of cheese at the same time. Yeah. I mean, who does yeah, that much with cheese? I don't, I still can't figure that out. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's, it's, it's ugly. It's and ugly. One, other, one other thing, oh. when you talk about the fake media, you know what I was always wondering about the fake media is, you know that these people that go on TV and they, they, give, they give you the media, the, the, the news and stuff like that, you know that that's written out by producers, by the oh, fact yeah. that the Communist News Network or whatever, they, they, oh, yeah. they write that out, they give it and they broadcast it. How many of those anchors go home and go, boy, honey, whew, boy, did I have to lay a trainload of crap on the American public today? I mean, you right. would not believe right. what they made me say. I mean, uh, uh, do they actually buy into it? Are they actually believers of it? Are they brainwashed? Or I what? think so. It's hard to tell sometimes. Um, anyway, you know, we got a, we got about three minutes. Yeah. All right. Well, it's been a great show, man. I I, I really I'm glad that um um that song, man, self destruction. It, it gave uh another perspective, and it gave both of us uh food for thought. And uh man, this nation, um. Our communities, I think um, it might not be uh, so much as, 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 as looked at as self-destruction as much as it used to back then. It's much more relevant today. And we have some aid now. And that aid is really, really coming from a lot of bad information, misinformation, and um, bad news, as Donald Trump calls it, fake news. So be informed by the right people, uh, not just the right people, but the right sources, and uh, as always, stay in tune, number one, with God. Uh, no matter what your stance is, man, I'm glad to see you live. I'm glad to be with you another week. Crown Dion at WTAN, Tan Talk Radio. This is Revolutionary Road, and we out. Thanks again, Ed. Peace. And uh, hey, a man named Bruce. Man, Shout out to Bruce Wright. Right. This one's for my pops, who gets mad props, who was never afraid to stand up to the cops. He preached peace and love to all of the above, and no one can ever take that lesson from us. Speak it.